You're listening to the Markeith Braden Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping emerging entrepreneurs create a profitable life and business they love. And now your host, professional keynote speaker, digital marketing strategist, and master lifestyle coach, Markeith Braden. Welcome to another episode of the Marquise Brayton Podcast. I'm so excited to be with you today because I have a great opportunity to interview one of my friends right here in Nashville, Tennessee by the name of Sean Thompson. Sean is the owner and CEO of Logo My Logo, which is a promotional products company. And he's going to tell us a little bit more about the company and also give us some insight on his progress as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, and just give us some insight on some things that you can do as an emerging entrepreneur moving forward to starting your business scaling your business and growing your business what's up sean how you doing i'm good thanks for being on the podcast this week thanks for having me so sean i always like to ask every guest to introduce themselves and let us know where you're from and let us know a little bit about your business well i am originally from pensacola born and raised been in nashville now for 20 plus years Mm. and i started logo my logo almost seven years ago now so we are a promotional products company, again, based here in Nashville. We have customers all across the country. But we are a promotional product company, so we do imprinted items, imprinted cups and pens, shirts, calendars, clocks, watches, just a number of things. We have about 900,000 different promotional products. So we help our customers promote themselves through those items. Awesome, awesome. So we're going to talk a little bit about promotional products, and you're going to give us some reasons why it's important for small businesses and entrepreneurs to have promotional products for their business. But the first question I want to ask you is, when did you fall in love with entrepreneurship? <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting question. When did you fall, when in, did love I fall in love entrepreneurship? with entrepreneurship? Well, so I went to Tennessee State, played football there, mm-hmm. and I finished with a degree in marketing. Started working for an advertising company immediately out of college, worked there for 12 years, and then I started my own company. And when I got out of college, I got an opportunity to work with several different entrepreneurs. And what I found is that they were very intelligent individuals, but they weren't any smarter than me. Hmm. And so it was just one of those things that because I hung around them often, I even taught classes to help them promote their business. I did several things in that field, working with other entrepreneurs, that I really had the unction that I could do it myself. And so, again, it was seven years ago that I ventured out, came up with a business plan, reached out to some people who were mentors to me, and I started the business. And we've been rocking and rolling ever since. So seven years in business. Yes. And I believe the, the typical lifespan of most new businesses today is between three to five before they close their doors. Sure. And so what do you contribute to your success of prolonging or going beyond that five years? Yeah, well, I think there's several things. I mean, to be honest, I think the grace of God is what has allowed us to stay this long. Uh, I do believe that I was a student hmm. and I learned um, business, my industry how to deal with customers, how to problem solve, all those things I learned uh, uh, really uh, on somebody else's dime. So when it came time for me to start the business, I had a level of experience 
that helped me. Not only was I a business major, but I, again, I worked with several different business owners throughout my 12 years working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think all those things together helped me um, be successful. So even now, I lean on individuals who are much smarter than me, individuals who've been in business longer than I have, to offer some guidance and some thoughts to how best to be successful. But again, we have been doing it seven years. It's been it's been a phenomenal ride. It's it has its ups and downs. There's a lot of peaks and valleys, and I think you just through it all, you just got to keep going. So one thing that we have not done is we we've never given up. And so things have gotten down. They've been bad. They've been rough. They felt like giving in and throwing in the towel, but just never have. And so because of that, we've seen some very interesting successes in our business. Now, you mentioned in your comment that you learned while working for someone else. You learned on someone else's dime. Sure. And this podcast is primarily focused on those individuals who are emerging entrepreneurs, who Mm -hmm. have the desire to start a business or just getting started Mm -hmm. and really want to have the principles and the skill in place to grow. Sure. Why is it important for the emerging entrepreneur or the person who's just getting started to not just quit your job if you are a nine to fiver mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you're wanting to start a business, what should that person be doing right now as it pertains to help them to be successful in business while they're working? Absolutely. I think you become a sponge mm-hmm. and you soak up as much information as you possibly can about your field, about your industry. And honestly, about yourself, sometimes and you have to really ask the hard question, am I cut out for entrepreneurship? Mm. It's one of those things that it's a lot of fun and it's very difficult. I, uh, I wouldn't wish it on my best, on my worst enemy, but I would uh, <laughs> pray grace over my friends who were considering it because it's a, it can be a roller coaster at times. And so I think for me, it was just making sure that I was surrounding myself with individuals that could help me be successful, Uh, learning as much as I can about, again, my industry, learning as much as I can about um, entrepreneurship. And then honestly, you know, Marquise, when you launch, you're not going to know everything. Mm -hmm. And so it is literally an act of faith to start a business and to sustain it. And so, you again, you won't know everything. When I started, I didn't know much about balancing a, a, a budget. And um, you know, so I leaned on individuals who could help me do things like that. Um, you know, I was decent at marketing because I was a marketing major. But the management pieces of the business, all the financial pieces of the business, I wasn't the best at. So, again, I leaned on individuals who were successful in those particular areas and they have helped us be successful. So leaning on individuals really brings up the topic of mentorship. Sure. Brings up the topic of finding an individual who, or individuals who may be doing what you want to do on a level that you want to do it on. Mm-hmm. I always tell my clients that it's important to find people who are doing what you want to do because the fact of the matter is, is that it's very unlikely that you're the only one doing what you want to do. Right. True. So find someone who can mentor you, who is doing it on a level that you want to do it, and then model. You sure. don't have to become them, but model. Sure. And so how important is mentorship when it comes to 
starting your own small business or being an entrepreneur? I think it's huge. So all the greats, all the greats have a coach or a mentor or somebody they can lean on, somebody they can go to and ask for guidance concerning all the greats. Um, no matter where your sports loyalty lies, basketball, football, doesn't matter. Right. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Jerry Wright, who, whoever you deemed as the most successful, all of them have coaches. And so if you want to be successful in business, I think you need to lean on somebody who can just kind of watch you and just say, hey, these, these are the ways that I bump my head. Don't do this so you won't bump your head. Um, so you're in this particular issue. You have this particular challenge. This is how I got out of it. So I think that's what mentors provide. It, there is a learning curve that's cut because you can lean on somebody who, again, who's gone through the process, who's gone down that road and can offer some guidance. Good, good. So that mentor can help to eliminate some mistakes Absolutely. that you possibly would make if they... If you didn't have a mentor. Right. One of the things that you kind of interchangeably used was the idea of a mentor and a coach. Would you say there's a difference between one who mentors and one who coaches? I think that there is. Okay. They overlap a lot. I think uh, a coach is someone who's very specific that can help you exactly with whatever issue it is that you have challenge with. So if the coach helps you with a skill set, meaning you have a challenge with sales and you can you can go visit an individual who can help you with those sales techniques, mm -hmm. that's a coach. Um, I think what a mentor does and is is a person that you can kind of lean on, somebody who's kind of going, going down that road. It may or may not be in the same industry, but it's been in business or it's been in a, a field that complements. And again, they can offer guidance on how they were able to sustain themselves. How did they make it 20, 30, 40 years? Like, I just, so I do think that there is a slight difference. I do think those two individuals overlap because they both provide guidance, but they, get, they provide it at a different level of comprehension, if you will. Mm -hmm. So they have different experiences. I think all those experiences culminate to help you ultimately, and you just got to figure out how what they know can help you. Awesome, awesome. So let's kind of segue away from some of that more serious aspect of business. Tell us a little bit about why, why did you choose promotional products of all things to start a business? Yes, yeah, interesting. And so I was a, a, a marketing major in college. Okay. So when I went to college initially, I wanted to do uh, jingles. I wanted to, <laughs> and I can't, can't sing, can't play any music, but I wanted to create the jingles for commercials. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted to do. And so it was um, interesting when I got to college because there was, there is a need and a niche for it, but it was very small. And so I was a marketing major, so I knew that there were several different opportunities. And when I graduated, I um, ran into a company that was doing promotional products a piece of marketing that we didn't very we didn't touch very much in the classroom. And so when I got involved in it, there were opportunities all over the place. Um, there were individuals who I knew both personally and professionally who was buying the products. So I knew I had a, a pretty much standard customer base already. And it was an easy transition for me. So again, started working for a company, um, and again, I worked there 12 years. Really did learn the ropes, um, 
created some really good relationships with customers and it was an easy transition when I was ready to start the business because a big portion of my customers transitioned with me and it's been again seven years ago and we've been we've been moving forward ever since promotional products so when you are in a city driving down the highway mm -hmm. at a church at college basketball game football sure. game sure. we're running into quote-unquote promotional products yeah. you know organizations companies find it to be important and so what are the top five reasons you would say every entrepreneur or every small why every entrepreneur and why every small business needs some level of promotional product yeah absolutely so l let me let me clarify a promotional product is any item that can be imprinted on with the company's name or logo so again we offer about nine hundred thousand different things wow. and um, when you are in a whatever an organization a business you have to do number one create brand awareness and so I think a promotional product tells people who you are and what it is that you do it the right item will help strengthen your brand and so I think it's very valuable for that particular reason I think that's number one the other thing I think the right promotional product does is it helps you reach the masses the reason I, I like it as opposed to other means of advertising is when I give you an item, if I give you a pen, or if I give you your favorite hat, you always know where that particular item is as opposed to spending time or spending money on a radio ad or a television ad. And if you do that, somebody has to be sitting there at that particular time, the ad comes on in order for them to get the message. I think promotional products are more are more targeted. So again, if I give you an item, a promotional product, and I know for a fact that you have my message, I know for a fact that you you know how to contact us, and um, it should tie into whatever that event is. So for whatever whatever setting that I'm giving the item in, it should make sense. So I see, I see you at a trade show, and uh, you don't have any bags to put all the other items in, I give you a bag. It makes sense for that particular event. Um, I think the the second thing is, or the third thing is that it's a constant reminder of your products and your services. And so when you put your company's name and logo on the right item, when you give it to a customer, they're always reminded where they can get your products or services. If you put it on a calendar, which stays up on a wall for 365 days a year, I know that when I look at that calendar, it's a reminder of the company who gave me the calendar. Mm -hmm. When I put your magnet or license plate frame on the back of my car, it's a constant reminder that this company thought enough to me, thought enough of me to give me a gift, and I know exactly how to get to that particular company because they've given me a, group, a great promotional product. So again, I think it helps you reach the masses. Um, the fourth thing is I think it gives you life beyond an event. So if I do give you a promotional product at a trade show or at a conference and you take my item home with you and you can you use it five months, six months later, if you can go and find that, that pen that you like that wrote so well um, six months later, seven months later, it's, it's that life beyond the event. It, it brings me back to our interaction when we met and the fact that you gave me literally a gift. Mm -hmm. And I think there's no other mediums in advertising that is that palatable, that 
connects you with an individual for that length of time. And then I think the fifth thing, final thing that promotional products are good is that they're fun. So, I mean, who doesn't want some something free? Who doesn't want freebies? Who doesn't want gifts? Who doesn't want, you know, just the cool, fun things that we, that we give out? So, you know, we work with so many different people. There may be some political people, and they, they may give some frisbees to a kid at a fair to encourage their parents to vote for them. I mean, it's a fun item. Um, again, you mentioned colleges and universities are where we spend a lot of our energy. And with colleges, the... Um, Things that are spirit-led, spirit-aware, a spirit-focused items. So T-shirts, rooter palms, footballs that they throw in the stand, basketballs that they throw in the stand. Like, all these things are really cool. They're very neat. They're fun items. And, again, I think you can share your message with your potential customers in a fun way when it's a, a really cool promotional product. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So Sean had his little list here on the table. Really? So I'm going to go through the list again just so that you can uh, hear those top five uh, things that he said or reasons why you should have a promotional products for your business. Those of you who are listening to the podcast via audio, you don't get to see the, the white sheet on the table. But those of you who are watching the video, you get to see it. But number one, he said brand awareness. Number two, to reach the masses. Three, a constant reminder of products and services that you provide. Number four, life beyond the event. If you're hosting an event, you get to have promotional products that people can take with them. And then for just plain fun, those are some good reasons why we all should have promotional products. Sure, sure. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in 30 seconds. And we're going to talk a little bit about being online and how that can help you grow your business and why you should be on social media, be online with your business in today's time. And then we're going to talk about some of Sean's favorite things, what he's reading and, you know, just some of his some insight on some of his personal life. Sounds, right. good. Sounds good. At the end of the day, we all want to live successful and impactful lives. We all have dreams and aspirations that we truly want to achieve. But sometimes it's hard to get it done and to achieve those dreams and visions by ourselves. Sometimes you need to hire a coach or have a mentor. That's why I created the Inspire and Elevate Strategy Session. These strategy sessions allow you an opportunity to pull on my own personal expertise of being an individual who went from a nine to five and started his own successful speaking and coaching business. If you have a desire to move to your next level, if you have a desire to take some steps toward creating the lifestyle that you've always wanted, book your strategy session today. Go to MarkeithBrayton.com, click on the Work With Me tab, and listen to the video. And look at the testimonials of the individuals that I've helped along the way. Your time is now. Your time is right now. Let's move you to your next level. Let's achieve the dreams and goals that you have by you booking your Inspire and Elevate strategy session. I know this is your opportunity. Now let's just move on it. Welcome back. We are interviewing Sean Thompson of Logo My Logo right here in Nashville, 
Tennessee, and we just got finished talking about his top five reasons why every small business owner and entrepreneur should have promotional products. And I want to kind of shift a little bit and go into a conversation that I really love, and that is talking about the importance of having online presence, the importance of having and using technology to grow and scale your business. So how have you leveraged uh, technology and leverage the world of online to help scale and grow your business and reach new clients. Sure, it's uh, it's been great for us. One of the reasons that we do social media is that it allows us to continue a conversation, mm-hmm. and so we we post often. Um, we're, there's two platforms that we're on: Instagram and Facebook. Um, we realize that we do best in those two particular spaces, so we try not to spread ourselves too thin. Mm -hmm. So those are the areas that we spend time in. And again, we can have conversations with our customers after an an event. Um, That's one of the reasons that we really like that particular space. And so we, we promote things that are important to us, that are also important to our customers. We may capture pictures from their particular event, post it to our page, just to show the type of customers that we work with, type of individuals who trust us to use their their brand, their product, uh, or put their brand and logo on a particular product. So it's been helpful. I think one of the, one of the other things is that you know we we do spend time on making sure that we rank high in other uh, search engines, and uh, that's been beneficial for us. So I think last year we probably saw twenty percent growth. Mm. in our online presence and those orders that came from us not reaching out specifically to a particular customer, but them finding us. So it's been beneficial in those particular places. So I know a lot of small business owners, especially those who are the baby boomer age and slightly just a bit, maybe the early gen X individuals may be kind of hands off, a little bit afraid of the whole online uh, social media piece and really don't even maybe not even see a benefit of why they should do it. Mm-hmm. What would you say to those individuals on why they should utilize it for their business? Right. It's a um, it's a language that a business owner must speak. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest way to I think to translate it. Um, if you're fearful, find someone who mm-hmm. I mean a uh, a uh, intern, a college student, someone would love to help you. If they're a marketing major, they would love to take on a project like helping you uh, create an online presence for your business. And so I just think you, you absolutely have to do it. I don't know how you can remain successful if you don't have that presence. If you've been successful up until this point without an online presence, kudos. I think phenomenal. But I don't know how you continue to be successful without having presence there. Because where else do you talk to your customers? I mean, you have to really be where they are. And that's what social media does. It allows you to figure out where your customers are, what are they talking about, what's important to them, and is there something that I provide that I can tie in to what is important to them right now? Because if you can, there's opportunities there. And so, again, for those who are are hesitant about it, you know, I think it's a must. You, you, almost, you have to do it. Great, great. Another uh, topic that I always like to, to talk about is this, the idea of niching. 
I know as a promotional products company, you probably have a tendency to kind of cross a lot of industries uh, mm -hmm. with your products, but do you have a particular niche where you see the greatest amount of business that you typically mm -hmm. target mostly so because you know that you have a trend with sure. the industry? Sure. So there's three areas that we focus on. Our first being our college and universities. Okay. Our second being our faith-based um, churches, those organizations, nonprofits. And then our third being our corporations. We spend a lot of time in that college and university space because schools are the number one purchaser of promotional products. Okay. So our industry has changed over the years. We're roughly a $22 billion industry. And so when I, when I got in the industry almost what, 18, 19 years ago, the number one consumer of promotional products were pharmaceutical companies. That made sense. They wanted you to buy their product so they would give you all these really cool, very neat gifts. So regulations came and wiped all that out. So our next major purchaser of promotional products are schools. And so we spend a lot of time in our colleges and universities. We have several across the country. I mean, they stretch as far north as Delaware, as far south as Louisiana and Florida. We work with entire school districts down in the state of Florida. Um, we have several colleges that we work here uh, in the U.S. So, I mean, that's, we, we enjoy that particular space. Mm -hmm. The other thing about it is that there are constant new customers rolling in. So we do things for a university where we provide items for their freshman class. So for every year, it's really nice order. We, we produce ties and scarves for them. So every year, there's a new group of freshmen that, that come in. And again, we have products that we provide for them every year. So we know that that one order is going to be consistent. So when, we, when you're talking about niching down, we figured that we need to be able to tell a story that's powerful. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways that we get into other colleges, universities, other companies, is that we talk about how we have been successful with names that they recognize. And then in our business, we have this concept called landing and expanding. So if we can land in a, an account within one particular department, which that may be, let's just say it's athletics within a particular university, then we can stretch our arms into others. So we'll enter into the College of Education, the College of Business, Social Sciences. It's, it's been our way to grow our business. So that one particular customer can be several different accounts. And so that's, that's kind of how we've niched down. We've been successful in that particular space, and it's worked well for us. Why is it important to niche? Because I think there should be some level of expertise as to what you do. I think it's hard to be an expert in everything. And then I think the, the second thing is that you, what I found is that our customers excel just like we're looking to. So we've, we've had several customers that, that leave a department, department chair, department head at one university, and they, they go and become the president at another university. And so now they've taken mm -hmm. us along with them, and we have legs now in a new potential customer. And so because we've niched to, into that particular space, when they, when they uh, I guess, promote or when they grow and get new opportunities, it also helps us with, with new opportunities. Good, good. So niching is important. One, for expertise, mm -hmm. but two, it allows the end customer to understand what it is that you do. So if that problem comes up, sure. they know who to call. Sure, absolutely. And I always talk about that with my own personal clients is, is that, you know, I understand that you really want to reach everybody, but there's a great quote 
by many of the influencers in the digital marketing world that talks about um, the idea that if you're trying to serve everybody, you ultimately end up serving nobody. Sure, sure. What will your name be synonymous with if somebody needs a particular problem solved? So if you are a speaker, an inspirational speaker, and somebody new is to Nashville or somebody's looking for an inspirational speaker and they ask someone in the community, hey, do you know an inspirational speaker? Will your name be synonymous with that? If I'm looking for promotional products, will your name be synonymous with that? Will logo my logo be brought up when somebody says promotional products? What is that? That's called branding. What is that? That's called personal branding if that's the type of business that you have. Sure. Is that when your name is mentioned, what do people say when you're not in the room or when you're not in the space? Right. So niching is uh, really good. We've come to the end of the podcast, okay. and I appreciate you uh, being on, but I always like to end with just a few questions to kind of give us some personal insight of how you do personal development, how you spend your free time, sure. what are you reading. And so let's talk a little bit about what's your favorite book that you have read over the years or your number one book. So my favorite there's several, <laughs> but probably the one that I think I gleaned the most information from was Success Principles. Okay. And so uh, Jack Canfield, the same gentleman who wrote Chicken Soup for the mm -hmm. Soul. And I think there, there were so many good nuggets there that I still, I'm still taking them all mm -hmm. and applying them. So if, that, if there had to be one that was probably the most successful or the, the one that I gleaned the most info from, it was probably Success Principles. Success Principles. Yes, yeah. good. What's your favorite thing to do in your free time? So right now I'm on this health kick, <laughs> Mark Keith, and so I've been playing a lot of tennis. Okay. And so I play Saturday and Sunday, and uh, I, I enjoy it. I'm self-taught. You know, in my mind I still think I'm an athlete. I play college football. And so I enjoy playing tennis now because it's not as grueling as football is, but it gives me a good workout. It allows me to also remain competitive, and it gets me kind of out in the sun a little bit, just kind of hanging around on a, on a free day and, being able to hit some tennis balls, I mean, it's, it's one of the things that I really enjoy right now. Wow. Yeah. If money were no object, what would be the first thing you would do? For a living or just today? <laughs> just the first thing you would do. Would you invest in your business? Would you do something personal? Yeah. If, if money was no object right now, I think I enjoy what I do for my customers. I think I would do it at a different level. Mm -hmm. Um I think individuals who are looking to start businesses, um, there is a level of expertise that someone who's done it for seven years has mm -hmm. that, again, I don't mind sharing. I think it's almost my responsibility to share. And so for if, if someone was interested in going down a path similar, that yeah, I would, I would love to spend some time with them to offer some thoughts on it. All right. yeah. Your favorite trip that you've taken so far in life? My favorite trip has probably easily been to the Dominican Republic. Okay. So I was there in 2000, I think 13 it was. And that time was actually my first time out the country. And I, everything about it was an experience. You know, everything, getting off the plane, the language differences, 
the uh, what the airport looked like, what the hotel looked like. Everything about it was an experience. Um, the cost of living for a, mu a month there is roughly about $300. Like, so I was literally a sponge. And so every interesting fact that I learned while I was there was really cool. So that's, that's probably my favorite place. And plus it was beautiful. It's paradise. Yeah. Yeah. What's your number one thing to do as it pertains to your personal growth and development? Probably um, in the mornings when I work out, I try to listen to something that's going to help me. Hmm. And so each each day is different. Sometimes the focus is solely spiritual. The other times the focus is business uh, oriented. Um, there was time last year that I spent months on just management. And we, you didn't ask me this, but in our last year we saw our, our best year ever. And I think one of the things that attributed to that is that I became a better manager. Mm -hmm. So not only to my staff, but to my customers, to our business. Uh, I managed better my personal life. I managed better. So, so many aspects of it um, that I wasn't doing the best of. I spent time learning and training. And so those are the things that helped me. So, yeah, when I'm, when I'm out and about walking in the morning, working out during the morning, uh, I try to listen to something that's going to help give me something else to another nugget in my you know in my repertoire favorite quote if you have one um there's several several can you give us one of your best quotes? well one of my favorites is i think you you used to have it on your voicemail i don't know if you hear you still have it but it's uh live each day so that the rest of your life is the best of your life so that's one of my favorites explain well, I just think every day is another opportunity to get whatever you didn't get right last year, yesterday, last week, whatever the case, whatever you didn't get right, it's a, it's, today is an opportunity to get that right. And so it doesn't matter how, mad, how bad you messed up, how off-centered you were, it doesn't, that, none of that matters. What does matter now is what can you do today that'll move you forward, that'll put you in a better situation so that the you know, you or Sean 10 years from now would really appreciate what Sean today did. So, yeah. The number one challenge you've had in business and how did you overcome it? Um, the number one challenge was, there's several, but probably the, the, one of the biggest challenges was I had a customer one time that placed an order and at some point during the process they decided that they didn't want to pay for the order. So it was about a $14,000 order. And so I don't know what other businesses are like, but if the, to take that kind of hit that early in my business, it really could have been detrimental to us. And um, what I did was I, I got centered <laughs> and I really thought about what are all the possible scenarios. And we really beefed up our sales to cover some of those, those costs. And what actually happened is later on, maybe a year later, the customer came back and maybe two years later came back and purchased those same products that they didn't want um, two years prior. So that piece was one hurdle that, you know, again, was really tough for us. But, you know, hurdles in essence are meant for jumping. Right. So we jumped over it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So we have come to the official end of today's podcast. And Sean, I want you to look at the camera. And speak to that emerging entrepreneur, that new business owner. Give them uh, some encouraging words that you think that new person would need to hear to keep going, not give up, and to understand that there is 
great sacrifice while at the same time there's great reward. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, anything that's worth doing in life is going to take some, some leadership. I think it's going to take some gumption. And so if you're thinking about starting your own business, if it's a good idea now, plan it out. Write vision. Make it plain so that others can see and they'll take portions of your vision and they'll make it happen. So, of course, the first thing I think you need is a plan or a business plan. And then I really think you, just, you should get off a go. I mean, at some point, the only way you are going to know if this is successful is that you have to try it. And if you bump your head or if you um, get to a point where you experience a hurdle or adversity, how well you de- deal with adversity and how well you deal with hurdles are, is really a true test of your entrepreneurial um, acumen. And so I really think anybody that's interested in starting, if you've done your due diligence and you're at a place that you really feel like it's time for me to launch, then just do that. Just that. Just launch. Start it. Attempt it. Surround yourself with good people and good things will happen. You, you're not going to die. <laughs> that's it. You, you are not going to die. So if something happens and you don't make as much money as you did one, one time before, okay, you're not dead. I mean, go back, revamp, see what you can do to, be, to, to make those things better and try it again. And success is bound to happen. So I wish you, I wish you much success. If there's ever anything I can do to help any of your listeners, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Let us know where we can find you. So uh, you can visit our website. Uh, www.2logomylogo.com You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Those handles are the same too. The number 2, logomylogo.com So Instagram and Facebook. You can follow us on those two places. Awesome. Well, thank you, brother. Yeah, I appreciate it. on the podcast. Absolutely. As I always like to let you know, hey, send me an email at markeith at markeithbrayton.com Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I'm always encouraged by your notes, by your emails that you send me of things that you've gotten from the episode. Also, go on over to iTunes and leave me a review and a rating of this week's episode. I'm always encouraged by by you and I hope that you continue to get things from these episodes so that you can continue to grow, continue to step out on faith and continue to pursue your dreams. I just want you to remember this. Always shoot for the top because it is the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Markeith Braden podcast at MarkeithBraden.com. If you've not subscribed to the podcast via iTunes, subscribe today and be sure to leave Markeith a rating and review of today's episode. Just remember this. Always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded.